1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Lynn Devitt. And I'm Heather Carroll, And we are coming to you from Sioux Falls in the Convention Center at the Faith and Business Conference. Yep, and you can and, hear
2: a lot of people are starting to show up. Yeah,
1: it's, it's really exciting. Um, you know, They're just kind of walking through and making some noise. So um, we're excited to have you with us here. Um, we have Brian Hansen. He is the keynote speaker for one of the keynote speakers for the conference um, from Iowa. (laughs) Hayward. Hayward. She's from North Dakota. I'm from North Dakota, (laughs) (laughs) from Fargo. Thankfully, we have like our towns are a little bit shorter. So um, you went to um, the USF
3: Sioux Falls College, actually. Oh,
1: great. Back
3: in the day, they. Became a university after I left, so yeah. it was Sioux Falls College when I was yeah, there. Yeah, they're so. fancy now. Yeah, oh, big, good. big league.
1: <laughs> and um, you played football for the New Orleans Saints, yes, and Patriots, Browns, and Jets, and now you are the coordinator for the South Dakota Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Sioux Falls. Yes. So welcome, so good to have you here, and so excited to hear you speak later. Um, tell us about yourself. What, you know, why why are you in Sioux Falls, South Dakota?
3: Good question. <laughs> how, how did I end up here? Uh, well, it is good to be here and be a part of this and excited to be uh, part of everything that's going on today. And it's just a, a neat thing to, to be a part of. Uh, I ended up in Sioux Falls because um, grew up in Hayward and this was the big city. My yeah. brother went to Sioux Falls College and I kind of followed in his footsteps and I uh, got a whopping $500 scholarship to play football so that was uh, an opportunity that uh, presented itself and uh i uh went on to play in the nfl for for a few years and then ended up coming back here living here in the off season for a number of years and then just traveling to the different uh teams and cities that i played in and uh but this was this was home and just uh for us it is home been here for well since 1990 and just uh of all the places that I have been, this is as good as it gets.
1: Yeah. Oh, Have, nice. you, been to, have you been Fargo? I have
3: been to Fargo. <laughs> just,
1: checking, uh, just checking. Yes. That, yeah. that, is,
3: that is good, too. A little, a little too far north.
1: A little too cold. Too
3: far away from family. Otherwise, yeah, I well, might it was be a, there.
1: It was a no. little cooler over the last couple of days than it was here. But well,
3: That would be nice.
2: Well, I'm really just fascinated and interested to know what it's like to be in the NFL. Can you tell us a little bit about you know, the dynamics of being in the NFL, um, what the experience was like for you.
3: It was, uh, it was an amazing experience. I'm truly blessed to be a part of it and have that opportunity. Um, it is a business, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. find that out very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, for me, it was an opportunity um, to do what I, what I did and uh, to do it at a, at a high level. Which brought with it a lot of uh, a lot of pressure, yeah. a lot of uh, anxiety to perform at a very high level, and to have to do that on a consistent basis. And uh, so, I mean, everything that, that comes with that that title and that position, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of perks, a lot of benefits, um, and but it, it is a, a high pressure job. You're performing in front of millions of people uh you know on television and in packed stadiums and 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 so all
1: alone because because you were punter yes and you're out there all alone and if you
3: (laughs) if you mess up (laughs) everybody knows about (laughs) it it's it's all
1: you
2: right Right.
3: (laughs) so i'm going to touch on that a little bit today
2: they don't go quick into a commercial (laughs) break yeah
3: (laughs) you don't just kind of mix in you know certain positions you just kind of mix in the flow of the game and you can make up and (laughs) yeah you
1: you you miss a tackle some other guy but Some other guy will grab him later, and yeah.
3: But yeah, when we mess up, you know, and then it's on film. Yeah. So they get every angle. They get the sideline, you know, view, and they've got the replay. Replay. Yeah. The end zone, and you're going to look at that on Monday in front of the whole team, and it's going to get critiqued. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, an interesting world, and uh, you know, some days it goes really well, other days not so good, and and uh, to have the opportunity to play for as long as I did was by the grace of God and it's just amazing how he worked in my life through that experience through the people that he put in my life through the ups and downs through the through the adversity through the injuries Uh, but uh, yeah he, he did really an amazing thing to bring me from where I was to where I needed to be and so to see the the sanctification process you know at work on a football field, on a football team, yeah. uh, to be invited into a Bible study uh, mm. in an NFL locker room yeah. by the guy sitting next to me uh, changed changed my whole perspective, changed my whole life, and my whole focus going forward. So,
2: were you raised with any sort of faith in the household?
3: Yes, I grew up uh, grew up in the church, Sunday school, Bible school, the whole deal, mm. um, and uh, it was a big part of our our family. I don't know that we would be called evangelicals. I mean, it wasn't o- overtly evangelical in our our house. We prayed before the meal, and but we were, you know, we were in church every Sunday and Sunday night. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had to miss out on well, Walt Disney or mm, the, yes, what was that show? <laughs> I
1: know.
3: You know, we would miss out on the
1: Wonder. Yeah, it's on ABC. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I know what you're saying. And we'd have to
3: go to church on Sunday <laughs> night, so we were there. We were in the pews yeah. and. Uh, you know, so I had a foundation, and then I went to Sioux Falls College, and I had two coaches that were had a tremendous impact in my life. They were they were both very intentional about sharing their faith and living that out, um, and had a huge impact in my life. Planted seeds of truth that uh, really prepared me, um, but you know, just kind of gave me a whole new perspective. And I remember, uh, you know, the chapel services that we would have, but can't remember anything that was said at those. Other than it was, it was, you know, it was, it was good. And uh, but I remember the first time that we took a knee, bowed our heads, and acknowledged God in mm. what we were doing. Yeah. And that that was a big part of our program that we would do that together as a team, bunch yeah. of football players, bunch of you know roughneck guys that were raw and rough around the edges. And and uh, and it's amazing to see the impact it had on my life and the number of guys that, uh, that coach-disciple throughout those years.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's so interesting. You said you don't necessarily remember... What was said. And and I think we you know, that happens all the time. Yeah. And sometimes and as a leader you're like, I'm gonna just really worry about the words I'm gonna say. Right. But it's it's about the moments and it's right. about the actions right. often more than the words. It's about going to mass every Sunday. You know, when my kids were small and you're like praying that you're gonna get through it because <laughs> without hurting them. <laughs> right. Right. And you just remind yourself that no, it's it's the action, it's the moment. Moment. it's them understanding what Sundays are for right. to some extent right. and you know I'm not going to remember today's holiday um, homily they certainly won't um, but they're going to remember we were here every Sunday yeah. and then how we expanded that into the rest of our lives
3: hopefully yeah. hopefully yeah. yeah but how God's word just you know penetrates your yes. heart and your and your spirit and I mean you can't really measure it yeah but I mean it is it is building you know it's a it's a building block for you know growth and uh yeah and you you draw back at certain times yep. where that just takes takes root in your life and then you just it just manifests itself in certain ways and yeah um so yeah
2: yeah, it's kind of like exposing yourself to the sun. You're eventually going to get tanned. Right, yes. And it's the same way with God. You just yeah. keep exposing yourself to Him and to Jesus, and it's going to give you right. a tan. You're yeah. going to change. Right,
1: right. You're going to yeah. change who you and are. And right. all of the words that you had heard before, all of a sudden they they're, they start right coming there. back, and yeah. and they are more profound and more meaningful. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, it, it's exciting to me that, you know, when I thought faith in business... How fascinating the business is football, right? And I, to some extent, I, I see that. You, know, you see football players who are very vocal about their faith, and there's something beautiful about that. Yep. And um, you know, not everyone in the corporate world gets to be quite so vocal. So, I mean, <clears throat> is that going to be part of your message, too? Like, how do we... Um, I, I just spent 24 years in the insurance business <clears throat> before starting here. Um, but you know, how did, how can we in the business world, who are not working for a Catholic apostolate or a Christian <laughs> right, apostolate, right. you know, how how do we bring that to the, those businesses and those offices and
3: right? And and that's the challenge I think that that uh, is going to be laid before us today, yeah. and is the the objective of what we're trying to do is to how do you how do you bring your faith into every area every aspect of yeah. your life and certainly in your workplace and the people that you can influence so it's a matter of i think uh transformation i mean if if you ask somebody if they want to be a transformational coach or a transformational boss uh who wouldn't say yes to that uh and then you think you do this this and this and that's going to happen but it really comes with uh, being transformed that transformation has to take place in you and that's between you and God and so your your intentionality, your discipline to be in the Word, to be on your knees in mm-hmm. in prayer, you know, seeking wisdom and guidance, and and having His Word, you know, inspire you and lead you and and give you the wisdom that you need. Uh, I mean that just that just manifests itself in in your leadership, and I mean you you want to make that available to others and incorporate that into your into your. Business into your family into every area of your life.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So, did, did you, you want to take us to break, or do you want me? to? I think you're going to have to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, we have to take a break, but will you stick with us through sure, the break? All yeah. right. For those that are just tuning in, we are broadcasting today live from the Faith and Business Conference in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, the conference actually starts around 11 o'clock uh, with Mass and then uh, lunch at 11.30. So we're getting very close to the start. Uh, we have one of the keynote speakers, Brian Hansen, joining us right now. Uh, just chatting a little bit about his uh, background. And when we come back... I'd like to talk a little bit about the ministry for uh, South Dakota Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yes. So, with all of that said, we're going to go to break real quick. We'll be yeah. back with more Real Presence Live right after this.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
2: Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke
4: Productions. Authentic Dialogue. What does the word dialogue really mean? After all, dialogue does not take place simply because people are talking. Mere talk is the deterioration of dialogue that occurs when there has been a failure to reach it. Dialogue first comes into being where there is not only speech but also listening. Moreover, such listening must be the medium of an encounter. This encounter is the condition of an inner contact which leads to mutual comprehension. To listen means to know and to acknowledge another, and to allow him to step into the realm of one's own eye. Thus, after the act of listening, I am another man. My own being is enriched and deepened, because it is united with the being of the other, and through it, with the being of the world. What we mean is an utterance wherein something of being itself, indeed, the person himself, becomes speech. This touches the very being of man as such, purifying and intensifying his potency to be who he is. Men are capable of reciprocal comprehension because, far from being wholly separate islands of being, they communicate in the same truth. The greater their inner contact with the one reality which unites them, namely the truth, the greater their capacity to meet on common ground. Dialogue without this interior obedience, listening to the truth, would be nothing more than a discussion among the deaf.
2: This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. Good morning and welcome back. This
0: is a special broadcast
2: of Real Presence Live. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Lynn Devitt. And we're broadcasting today from the Convention Center here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota for the Faith in Business Conference. Uh, lots of people are starting to arrive. The conference begins at 11 with mass, so you'll hear a lot of
1: background noise, which is just the way we like it. Yes. I love being a part of some big event. It's fun. It is fun. It's There's an energy here that is not in the studio in mm, Fargo. No. We have like a little <laughs> Room and no one even really no yeah. people don't even really look through the window or no. anything and here so. people are walking by and waving no, it's fantastic <laughs> so fantastic it's
2: yeah so we are chatting with Brian Hansen. he is one of the speakers at today's conference uh, former NFL player and now you are the Minister, ministry Coordinator for South Dakota Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So tell us a little bit about what that is.
3: Well, I do some coordinating. Uh. <laughs>
2: With athletes. Great! <laughs> Thanks for co- joining yeah, us, yeah. Brian. That's, I, guess,
3: I guess that's my, my title. <laughs> but it, uh, it varies from week to week and, and season to season in, in what I do and mm-hmm. have uh, worn different hats over the 25 years that I've been wow. been doing that since I, uh, they retired me from the NFL. <laughs> And uh, so I've been blessed to be a, a part of a, just a wonderful ministry and, and really uh, was a product of FCA, um, you know, through the influence of a coach. And that's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we've been, we've been uh, continuing to, to grow and expand our, our reach across the state and across the nation, uh, you know, on an international basis as well. We've got a global outreach uh, mm-hmm. ministry uh, that I've been a little bit a part of and supporting that and helping that uh, to grow. But locally, uh, the main thing that I do, and I'm right in the middle of, uh, is our youth flag football program. And uh, so we got kindergarten through sixth graders playing oh, flag football uh, on Monday and Saturdays. We've got a, a league in Brandon and Laverne and Brookings. And uh, it's just a neat opportunity to... Uh, to speak truth in the lives of young kids, and to combine that with football and to bring that into the mix, where kids are, you know, they want to compete, they want to play football. Uh, we've got the uh, NFL jerseys, and I mean, it's just it's a lot of fun. But we're very intentional. I mean, it's a it's a uh, vehicle that we use to share the gospel, mm-hmm. to share Christ, and encourage these kids in their faith. So we've got a weekly lesson. Uh, they've got a playbook that has these weekly lessons with uh, memory verse, Bible verses, that we encourage them to to read and recite and write. And they get incentive prizes for that. And we have a speaker that comes in before every game. So we've got like 300 and some kids and parents that all gather up. And we've got a little chalk talk that we have a speaker. We uh, take a knee and uh, close in prayer and then send them out of the tunnel. And uh, they go play football. So, but we have a great group of coaches that really are the foundation of our program, that embrace our, our, our mission, and uh, they carry it out in the way that they, they coach, mm-hmm. the way they interact with kids, and uh, they do a great job. Some amazing stories that come out of that. You Again, it's hard to measure ministry, yeah. but uh, every once in a while you get a little glimpse of what takes place in uh, either a, a kid or a coach or somebody that's involved in the program. Yeah. So.
2: Well, and I think, too, that it probably shows up when they go to maybe another event that they are part of. So a student attends your group, and then they take that, that sportsmanship that they have learned from your group, to their soccer team, to their baseball team, to their volleyball team, and it makes an impact with the rest of the students. So what kind of um, lessons do you try to Teach the students about maybe sportsmanship and how to bring their faith to their other events.
3: Well, sportsmanship is a, is a part of it, but it's right. it's really about uh, you know integrating uh, what it means to be what it means to know and follow Christ, and mm-hmm. you know how to live that out on the football field. So this this year, our theme and our little playbook that the guys get with their lessons is uh, John three thirty. It says, he must increase, I must decrease. Mm. Hmm. And so that's kind of our consistent theme throughout the six weeks is what does that mean in me being a football player and me competing in the way that I act, the way that I speak, the way that I uh, react. Yes. Um, and so, you know, it's just like getting these guys to think outside of the box of like, we just want to go out and win and play. Yeah. And, and it's like... Oh, I never really thought about that yeah and then and then to you know clearly uh share the gospel so they understand you know what it means to have a right relationship with with God through christ, and uh so we're very clear and intentional about that, and you know some people get into the program and they have no idea they just heard well, they got a football league I want to get little Johnny you know signed up, his friends are playing, and it sounds like it's a good thing, and uh They're exposed to something they've maybe never heard before.
1: Yeah. So do you think there's something in particular with sports? Because this is the fellowship of Christian athletes that that makes this message um, different, more important. It's probably not more important, but how is it different specific to athletes bringing Christ into um, this space?
3: Uh, You know, Nelson Mandela said something about the uh, the power of sports and that it. it speaks uh, to kids in a language that they understand mm. and uh, you know he just goes on and on about how it can how it can change the world but how it can change a person's life and so it's it's a language that they understand and it's it's outside of the the norm what they're used to so you know if they're going to church you know church happens here and I go to church and I do my church thing and and that's great but then to hear you know, a coach or to hear a former athlete get up and talk about, you know, his love for Christ and for a 10 year old kid to hear that, uh, I, I don't know the impact that it has, but you know, just yeah. like me, when I, when I heard something from somebody that I looked up to and respected and it was in kind of in my backyard in a place that, you know, was outside of my, you know, church routine, it's like, okay, this is, this is real. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. And and you know, all of us are called to integrate faith into mm-hmm. our lives. So I love the idea of starting it early. Yep. It's mm-hmm. not all about you, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And kids I think are naturally competitive. They in they, they're they, yeah. they wanna get out there and I also just kind of love the idea of um you know, understanding where this comes from and sports for good it 's not just about me winning something right. although that 's fun right I mean, he's good. <laughs> and, and it 's okay to have fun with that too it 's yes. okay to be competitive right. um, but but i you know uh, we have a fellowship of Christian athletes in fargo we have a uh i don 't know if they are, if it 's called uh anyway we have a group in fargo yeah, i know i know yes. those guys yeah yeah <laughs> very good yep. very good do you know mark landman he um well i don't
3: know yeah, him but i know okay. nate safe and great i think he's the director up there okay and okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah
1: at, at our high school um mark landman was the one who um led the groups and he oh, was okay. great yeah. yeah yeah well in the
2: the catholic men's business fraternity their motto is bringing sunday into monday yeah and this yeah, is right up your alley. Yeah. I mean, this is exactly what you're doing at an early age, teaching these kids that goes beyond Sunday
1: yeah. and yeah. Sunday yeah. evening. Well, and, and to some extent, we're talking football. So bringing Sunday into Sunday, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. You know, football is taken over some certain Sundays and yeah, um, a reminder true. of maybe what it, what the and like how you should start your Sunday. Right. Right.
3: Yeah. It's certainly become a, an idol in our, yeah in our society. And, uh, and so to, I guess, to speak to that, um, you know, how that becomes a, a bigger priority than it, than it should be, or needs to mm-hmm. be, or what, what God requires. And so, you know, just to, to get them to have some perspective on competition and, how to do that and how to keep God in his rightful yeah. place, and then how to see yourself as you compete as an athlete so if you start that when they're in kindergarten mm. and they you know come up and a lot of kids you know will play right up through sixth grade, uh, you hope that that just kind of reinforces what they're learning at home and at church and uh, for some that aren't i mean that's not that's not happening it's it's an exposure sometime for the first time
1: well and, and you mentioned coaches too. And you know, for a child to grow up in any faith, he or she needs multiple adult influences. So you have parents. Hopefully, you have coaches. You have people like you. um, And and you mentioned even like when when you hear stories about coaches. So do you have stories particular about how how this is changing the men and and maybe women who are, (laughs) are coaching some football or flag football out there?
3: Yeah, we had, uh, I got a, a call from one of our coaches, uh, I don't know, it was a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, and he just called to encourage me in what we were doing, and uh, said, I just want to encourage you today, I know you probably don't get a whole lot of, I get a lot of calls from parents, not always, <laughs> you know, a yeah. lot of mad moms, yes. <laughs> and oh, and, yep. and he uh, said, I just want to share with you quickly, he said, uh, uh, one of our one of our dads uh, was reluctantly serving as an assistant coach. And uh, we developed a relationship. And uh, And I said, I just began to mentor him and disciple him. And he was at a place where he was nowhere spiritually. And uh, in talking to him later, found out that he was in a really bad, dark place. Mm-hmm. And uh, this coach was very intentional about reaching him. He just kind of sensed, you know, mm-hmm. there was a need there. And uh, he said, I just want you to know that that uh, over the course of the year in our relationship and through discipleship that uh, that he came to know christ as his lord and savior and he's going to get baptized uh wow. next sunday wow. and he and his wife got baptized and they weren't part of the church there was just nothing going on spiritually and they said so just press on
1: yeah and beautiful.
3: that's i mean that's one of the one of the stories that uh Every yeah. once in a while you get to hear, to know that it's, it's worth dealing with the, the mad moms and the upset coaches and <laughs> yeah. all of the stuff that, that goes with it. And I used yeah. to try and pray that stuff away, and I just thought those are the opportunities right. that I have yeah. to... Uh,
1: to evangelize. Well, yeah, yeah. and to
3: be, uh, you know, to respond in a way that I'm asking the coaches not to react, you know, right. in that way that, you know, I get somebody in my face and I've got to... Uh, I've got to just show the love of Christ and extend yeah. grace. Be an yeah. example.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Brian Hansen, thank you so much for joining thank us you. this thank morning. Thank you.
1: Very good. We're yes. excited to hear you later yeah, today. Yeah, sure.
2: All right, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, a couple of ladies are going to be joining us. We've had nothing but gentlemen this morning, so stay with us. More Real Presence Live right after this break. Thank you. Great.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live
5: on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Father Beau Brown from the Diocese of Duluth. A lot of times us as as Catholics, we we struggle with the Holy Spirit because the, the Father is so approachable. He has a name that's very, uh, that we all know, right? That we can relate to and the Son as well. And when you get the Holy Spirit, oftentimes He can take this, this kind of back seat in our relationship with God. And we see early on in the, in the book of Acts and uh, in the disciples in the early life of the church We see how they live with the Holy Spirit and they express to us what it's like to live with Him. And how He both sanctifies what they do and their ministry and gives them special gifts, and also how He sanctifies their own lives. And they talk about how the Spirit brings uh, certain effects in their life, like joy and peace, patience, kindness, generosity, self-control. So I think it's good for us to think about today. What's our relationship with the Holy Spirit like? Is He a real person in our lives? We have the same kind of relationship with Him that we have with the Father and the Son.
6: This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic with Bible Study. St. John Paul II called for a new evangelization, an act of love meant to reintroduce all the faithful to the love of Jesus Christ. This act of love has never been more urgent. In his work, The Judgment of Nations, historian Richard Dawson notes, the hope of the world rests in the last resort. On the existence of a spiritual nucleus of believers who are bearers of the seed of unity. If we have faith in the power of the Spirit, we must believe that even these evils can be conquered. For the powers of the world are blind powers which are working in the dark. They are powerless against that Spirit who is the Lord and Giver of life, and against those higher powers of spiritual understanding and love, which are the essential gifts of the Holy Spirit. The battle for the world is first and foremost spiritual. Are you ready for battle today?
5: Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org.